Hello and welcome to episode 80 of El Vanilla, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, you can't always get what you want, so we got Adam and Grace Wow. here instead. <laughs> what you need, that's what we are. You get oh, what yeah. you need. Oh, that's a bit, that's the mm, bit I missed, that's... sorry. Thank you, yes you yeah. did, yeah. Do you want to run uh, that all again? No, I was quite happy with how it went. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Grace? I'm good, I'm good. I'm feeling like a an 8 out of 10 on this fine Saturday morning. 8 out of 10. That is high. Mm. I'm ready for a bath with a bowl of cereal Weird. in the bath. We need to know what that go-to cereal is. Mm. No. It's yes. Chuck Pillows yes. from Little. You want, you, do you want Come to change on. your life, Grace? And also eat like a 10-year-old? Swap out that milk <laughs> for chocolate milk. Chocolate fudge for chocolate milk. Ah, oh, come on. You ain't well, living long, but you're on. living happy. Know what I mean? When I imagine you making the bath, Grace, I imagine you pouring the milk into the bath. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that having breakfast best. and your bath all in the same. <laughs> I, My skin would be stunning, yeah. but I clear it would be something. You know what? I, I'd do that. I'd bath in cereal with a spoon and just eat as I go. That's a dream. Oh, uh, imagine. You wouldn't even need a spoon. Just go below the surface. Yeah. Open your mouth. It's a bit grim, really, when you think about it, because, you know, you're in this bowl of cereal, but I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> when you, like, are involved with churches and stuff, which we all are, um, mm. people think, I think people think, oh, like, dusty books and like pews or whatever but the reality of what it is is you end up doing messy games all the time do you know what I mean like you end up just <laughs> mm. doing horrible things mm. and like when people say about a bath of beans I'm like that isn't the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done do you know what I mean like I, I've had when I went to Grace's <laughs> youth group I ate more disgusting things than a bath of beans <laughs> you'll I feel like you're never gonna forget it. I I wasn't meant to traumatize you as Grace much as I clearly have. Grace me up so bad. She said, <laughs> "What would you rather?" I can't remember what it was, but at one point I was eating a bar of lard with hot sauce on top of it. You just you just tucked in. I didn't think that's the one that you were gonna choose. That's I thought that was awful. the most minging one, and you chose to lard. eat lard. That's fat. Lard, Adam, dipped oh, in hot sauce. Hot, hot sauce. sauce, and then because you don't want it, you want to like. You want it to be like to the young people. Uh, <laughs> I want them to have a good time. So I literally ate it like it was a Mars bar. Do you know what oh, I mean? I like, you I li- took you a like big a chomp out of it like with this just... hot sauce on. Oh, man. Oh, and I my mouth was it. like. Stop, I'm going to be sick. Oh. <laughs> that is <laughs> rotten. Want, so a bath of beans or a, a bath of cereal, no problem. <laughs> I mean, one is more preferable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sick. But yeah, I can't. And then, and then I thought, well, Grace has done her one thing to stitch me up, Grace. And then the next question is, what would you rather have? And it was like pickled onions or something else. Yeah, pickled onions dipped in something in like horseradish, <sighs> or something else. Like, like custard and oh, cold yeah. beans, which I thought, I thought that wasn't bad. Are you kidding. I don't, I don't like beans that much, so I, th- I said pickled onions. And then she pulls out a jar of pickled onions and makes me eat that as well. <laughs> so that's what church is actually like, friends, you know. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah. that in such a 
<laughs> like we were on a, a church weekend away or something. <laughs> Adam, out of 10, how are you today? Wait, call me with John. I <laughs> am. No, no, I am. So I'm, tired. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an eight as well. Eight's eight a good as number. Well. Oh, I don't the have guys any look at planned, which makes me a bit sad. But, uh, um, but you know, that's okay. Mm. You know, some days are serial days, some days aren't. You pick yourself up and you get going. You know what I mean? You know. Um, Pop around to ours for I'll some be cereal. With bells on, not a problem. I won't be here. I'll be in the bath. <laughs> but fine. you can talk to Sam. That's my. That's my preference. <laughs> there also won't be. <laughs> wow. No, no hold on. Skate over. No. Hold on. Uh, there also the um, there also won't be any cereal because it's in the bath. It's all in the bath. There's a bath. It's full. in the bath with me. There's no milk. In fact, do you want me to bring a pint, no a few pints of milk? If you could Little top us back up again, green or, yeah, or blue top? Thank you. Good. Um, green, please. Uh, no, I know. No, I was. Whole but milk. Some people, you know, are still children. Is there any Americans listening? And you drink full fat milk? You need to have a word. But this you know what? Off. I've learned that full fat milk is helpful for some things, like a mm. milkshake. You know, mm. you gotta have it with a mm. bit of ice cream. I, I was just wondering, our mm. our American friends. I don't think they have the color top system, as far as I'm aware, because um, mm. they do like two percent, whatever that means. So I think it's like either two percent fat or two percent uh, milk. Yeah. If it's just two percent milk, what's the other ninety eight percent? Is that just, is that just <laughs> water? Sugar. It's sugar. Um, water and sugar. Um, I've got two hot takes here. Well, on. one, I'd love to hear what pe- what people's milk system is around the world. Yes. That's the first thing. Two, <laughs> I hate milk. I think it's so gross. Wow. You're so wrong. I think. You So would dry. you eat cereal? Oh, way now. No, that's so, a sin. So no, that's imagine me in a bath sin. just of dry cereal. <laughs> I mean, don't imagine that's me in the not, bath. That's, that's not good the, for your skin. That, <laughs> that's the eighth. I, I don't eat sin. cereal because dry is just a bit grim, but I'll have a piece of toast yeah. instead. Uh, I, I will say that. You might not like milk, but can we all agree? Uh, none of us are vegans here, but dairy products mm. as a whole, incredible. Mm-hmm. The best Butter. kind of products. Oh. Cream. I'm kind Dairy of, makes I'm, it well. Guys, I'm kind of over them. Cheese. Oh, yeah, cheese. No. That's the thing. No, cheese. There's cheese. a dairy product cheese. for everyone. A cheese board. For everyone. But my butter, mm. I get vegan butter these days. Uh, okay. I don't care anymore. Mm. That's, you know what? I don't well done you. Yes, Does it taste great. like butter? The best type of butter. <laughs> this is so bad. That I could probably just eat off, off a spoon. Is the type of butter that you use for baking? You know that stalk, but just super soft, oh, just so sp- soft, uh, just. You, uh, but it's obviously better in like a cake mix that you just eat raw. Imagine a bath. That, of that. is grim. A bath of butter. I that is it. a grim thing. You're a sleepy boy. That's the next. Very that's the next boy. youth group oh. game. <laughs> Very get me that get that marge on me. Whew. But, uh, uh. but dairy products, sorry, again, apologies to any vegans. But the vegans have got all these alternatives. But apparently, vegan cheese, they've never got right. Never got right. I never agree. got right. Mm. My mate was telling me that. Because cheese shouldn't be changed. Just, uh, just a mozzarella. I'm so boring. I'm a boring, I'm a plain Jane when it comes to cheese. 
you, no, you're a plain no, Jane. No, no, you, you need a brie. You need a brie. It could smell like your brie. You need a camembert. Like sometimes. Yeah, but a a, ch- a cheap you brie know. is really tasty, Adam. You you would like a cheap brie. I don't, I don't mind Honestly. a brie, but it's not my go-to. Sit me down with a ball of mozzarella, and I'll eat it like an apple. No. Again, plain Jane, <laughs> very boring, but I'd do it in a heartbeat. That is I, the worst thing. And eat I order, little I order caprese oh. salads. Throw away the tomatoes. Don't want them. And just eat, just eat the mozzarella. Just the, and what maybe about the basil. basil. <laughs> I like the basil as well. Yeah, brilliant. Just be like with the salad yeah. on the side, please. I just I want just the like the mozzarella balls. I think oh. that's weird. I think it's that is bland, Adam. That is pretty bland. No, it's just magic. It's soft cheeses are, are better than anything else. A good mm, flavours are better than anything else, Tim. Just to... <laughs> just ah, but, uh, not sure. Not sure. <laughs> it's fair. No fair. But I, I could live without milk. I could definitely live without milk. In fact, I do live without milk. I don't <laughs> I, I don't drink milk. You know, that is fine. Java, no, any tea and coffee? Black. I don't drink tea. Wow. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. It's wild, guy. It is ridiculous. I agree, mate. It's hot, hot tea water. is so. Tea. If Are I wanted messing? just leafy, dirty water, they're great. But no. <laughs> I'd go to a lake and just have a no. sip. But you're the most no, wrong people I've ever met. And then you put milk in it, and it's like, oh, so it's leafy, and it's pale, and it's milky. No, you've just someone's made you bad. Someone's made you bad. There's tea. no such thing as good tea. It Let all tastes the same. Tea. Hot water. Oh. Let me tell you right now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Feeling sad, you need a cup of tea. Feeling stressed, you need a cup of tea. Had a long day, you need a cup of tea. Feeling great, you need a cup of tea to dip your biscuits in. What are you going to no, dip I your don't... biscuits in? Right. Hot take number two. Biscuits are overrated. Just oh, give you're me... wrong. When, we're just not give related. Me a, oh, just give me a chocolate days. bar. No. We're not related. No, we're ending this podcast oh, here. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I just biscuits heard that. Biscuits are, are overrated. You are a Biscuits would be my last you're meal on death row. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Last meal. Biscuit. <laughs> just a packet of hobnobs. <laughs> yep. I I just think biscuits Me. are so overrated. Oh, Matthew. Adam, we're kind of losing you. You're a bit um you're a bit flaky. I'm sorry, no, I, yeah, internet was off. I biscuits are the best. <laughs> that's that's just uh, all I need to say. I don't care what else was said. Biscuits, cookies, fair whatever you want to call them, they're the best. Fair. I I'm not going to edit that bit out because that. I don't want you to. <laughs> I'm back. Biscuits, are the best. That's what. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> well, do you know what, guys? Did you know there were episode eighties then? Wow. 80. 80. Yes, it's coming off fast. Yeah. But um, wow. our 80th um, album that we're looking at is Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. We finally hit a Rolling Stones album, yeah. which is exciting. Uh, and I should have worn should, my t shirt. <laughs> especially now that you've listened to them, even better. <laughs> um, and this album is from 1969, a classic year. Absolutely mm. classic year, um, mm. and I, not many years. Do I think I would have been like I would have liked to have been around for that. But this is one of those years. I think 
I would have liked to have been around for that. Mm. But um, yeah, Adam, have you got some uh, history for us? I've got some stuff. I've got more pop culture from 1969. Nice. Um, mostly, around, mostly around music. Because we are we about to talk about the Beatles for the next hour? Because I'll enjoy that. The Beatles are mentioned, (laughs) (laughs) but so are our good friends, the Rolling Stones. So good friends. Um, well, so to to kick off, um, some of my (laughs) little facts and and tidbits from '69. Um, there was a free concert, a free concert that was organised by the Rolling Stones. Um, and it was held at. Altamont Speedway in Livermore, California. Mm. Now, this concert, famous concert, it had loads of problems. So, some of the shows could be a, could get a bit rowdy. So, what the Rolling Stones decided to do is they used the notorious biker gang, the Hell's Angels, to be security for the concert. They were the bouncers. Um, it wow. resulted in a number of deaths. <laughs> Grace said oh that goodness. so enthusiastically. Wow, that's yeah. so great. <laughs> I, I think about four people died. And I don't know whether it might have been what? the day after this album, Let It Bleed, was released. Mm-hmm. I think potentially. But either way, like this concert, there was drug use going on. Just these bikers messing people up. People getting rowdy. People died. It was a mess. Absolutely. Um, something a bit lighter. The groundbreaking <laughs> TV program Monty Python's Flying Circus was shown for the first time, and the catchphrase "and now for something completely different" becomes their trademark. Uh, either of you seen any Monty Python stuff? Never. No. I can't see say that I've seen a full episode so I've, ever in my I've life. I've never watched the TV show, but Life of Brian, which. Oh, Life of Brian, Life of which Brian. was funded by George and Harrison and Holy the Holy Grail. Grail. So George sure. Harrison created a TV studio or a film studio for like the Monty Python people, and like he's in, he's in um, Life of Brian, just there with his beard, so no. and you can clearly clock him. He doesn't say anything, but he's just there. But um, Life of Brian might <laughs> be one of the best films ever. Matt, I, Matt you need to watch so it. It's funny. definitely. You know what I took from that is I think Grace is coming around as a Beatles fan. That's what I, I heard from so. that. I I agree. <laughs> I think you'd love Life of Brian, Matt. It just takes the mick out yeah, of Christians the when entire we were time. Kids, my dad best. told me I wasn't allowed to watch it, and um, he was very against it. <laughs> he was very against it. Any time you used to sing, or anyone used to sing, always look on the bright side of life. He'd be like, oh, stop it, stop it. but he. That bit there is a yeah. bit tongue in cheek, though. But like to be he fair, he does one of the best impressions of Brian's dad. And so I used to be like, "What are you telling us to not watch it for?" And yet you do that. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Like, I think it's one of those things you tell your kids one thing, but you know, yeah, you do the other. Absolutely. You do the other, and that, mm. that that's do fair. as I say and not as I do. That's the privilege of being a parent. Mm. Yeah, but I will watch it eventually. Mm. <laughs> eventually. About thirty, you know, <laughs> spent this long. <laughs> um, on to more TV. Uh, in nineteen sixty nine, we were able to visit the streets. That's right, not not the ghetto. We were able to visit Sesame Street. So in nineteen sixty nine, Sesame Street, known the creepiest for its, show, the best show, known creepiest for its Muppet show. characters, made its debut mm-hmm. on PBS. 
Sesame Street's great. Who's your favourite Sesame Street character? No, the answer is Big Bird. Nice. Elmo's overrated. Big Bird's the one. Oh, that's the Big creepiest one. I used to have curly hair right uh, in an afro, and I used to be, get called Big Bird, just walking around Liverpool. Oh, hey, Big Bird. Like, shut up. Oh. Were you, who was your... Yes. Oh, that's your, so sad. Um, who is your Mr. Snuffleupagus? <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> it's the best name. Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> so my my favourite is... um. Who was the garbage can one? Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Oscar's my favourite. Oscar the Grouch. Bert and Annie were cool. Bert and Annie were cool. Clearly in a relationship, they were like... which is great. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the original Anton Deck. They were. They were. I feel Absolutely. like Turk and JD are a bit... Um, if you watch that. Bert and Annie as well. Very Bert and Annie, yeah. From Scrubs. Turk and yeah. JD. The best show. That's that the, best show, the best show, if we're talking it's, about. It's a classic. Shoes. Classic, but yeah. Sesame Street. With one of the best theme tunes ever as well. Just the worst show. If you watch that back as an adult, I swear you'll be like, sorry, What's this is the creepiest thing. Teaching children how to read and write creepy. and care and love. I don't... I think they would... Can I inappropriate. Just, can I just say... I, <laughs> inappropriate. Behind the scenes. You've only got two... You've only... It's a BBC, and it? Well, it's American it's a BBC. Though, isn't it? Yeah, PBS. Oh, <laughs> even worse. Hey, um, is that where the um the count is from? Yes. Ah, uh, now that is what <laughs> I really care about. There you go. Because the video where they um bleep out every time. That is the best. Every video time in they the bleep out the word count by. Uh, Count, what's his name? Count Dracula. Is it just Count Dracula? I think he's just the Count. The Count. Every oh, time oh, they bleep oh. out the word Count oh. is just the best. We'll let let's share that on our social media this week because I that is you. that is the funniest <laughs> funniest thing. <laughs> and it's not funny oh, at all. Gosh. Certainly in in recent times, but the one where he goes to the school is even better. You know, <laughs> and he's counting all the children. That is. Oh, that is. And, and, and there's this little kid, right? I mean, they're puppets, you know what I mean? So it's, but there's this little kid called Ben, and he gets um, counted 10th, right? <laughs> and um, you should see his little face. It's just like, this little puppet has had a hard life, you know? And technically, there's nothing I'm inappropriate about it. Um, although, really. although, really. Although. M- moving on. <laughs> Moving on to fashion. The fashion of the time in 1969 uh, that were very fashionable. Bell-bottom jeans and tie-dye t-shirts. They became part of the teenage fashion scene. So they were really embracing that hippie lifestyle. So, it's good. Um, I now have three Beatles. And we are once again. We're pretty similar. Yeah. Um, Beatles, come on, let's go. Uh, the John Lennon album Two Virgins um, featuring John Lennon and Yoko Ono in the nude um, were confiscated at Newark Airport. So someone was travelling with this album. <laughs> Good. And they went, "That can't have that. That's a naked John Lennon and a naked Yoko Ono. Gimme. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Two Virgins was released. The Beatles also had their last public performance uh, on the roof of Apple Records. Me and Matt recently went to watch 
um, in the cinema, the Get Back concert, the rooftop concert. In IMAX. In IMAX. I cried. It's beautiful. I actually cried. I really, really loved it. I really Shut loved up. it. Shut yeah. up. Grace, have you seen any of the documentary? No, because it's... I, I know, but I think you really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, as a musician, you know. As a creative. Okay. Come on. You'll I, just watch this uh, process of how well. songs just materialise out of seemingly thin air. Incredible. As a human, you will learn what it means to be human. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but it's dead good. I, I've watched it a few times, <laughs> believe it or not. But no. <laughs> Really, really. <laughs> um, the Beatles also released their album Abbey Road. Amazing album. Great album. Uh, famous album cover again. Very good. Um, it was originally, do either of you know, Matt, you'll probably know, what the album was originally going to be called? I think I know. Grace, do you want to have a guess? Pelican Cross. <laughs> That's a good name though. It's a good name, actually. <laughs> go, on, go on, then, Matt. Was yeah. it going to be called Everest? Is that it what they was going to be called Everest? And I think they were going to go to Everest to do the photo. Um, but then... That would have been true, sick! But expensive and also dangerous, so then they just looked outside and went, it's a nice day, shall we just mm. walk across the road? <laughs> across the road. <laughs> I think I'll do that, yeah. <laughs> Done. Done. What's your favourite um, song, Adam, uh, off, um, off that album? Off Abbey Road? It's not one song, it is the kind of mashup the in the middle. The medley, yeah. The mm. medley in the middle is just whew, incredible. Wow, what about yours? My favourite is Oh Darling. I think that's that the is... first Beatles song that I ever heard and went, that is great. Because it sounds like old school, <clears throat> but it's sat, but then there's something different about it. Like it's got the whoo in it. It's got like, it's got this rock and rollness about it. But it's kind of taking the mick out of itself as well. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think yeah. it's a brilliant song. Paul McCartney's best. Something as well. Voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Grace? Mm, I, bet, I bet you, though, if we gave you a track that listing, was on the album. you'd be like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. I know that one. I know for sure that something is the most anticlimactic song. Oh, I've never known anyone to be so wrong. Just to Do ring that bell like, so once wrong. again. I'm not getting. I'm not biting on that. Do you uh do you like the song Here Comes the Sun? I do. It's, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That's a good song. That's a better song. I don't know what that song is. But okay. Anyway. <laughs> Octopus's Garden. I danced. My first ballet dance in my first ballet recital to Octopus's so Garden. to the Beatles, Grace. You don't even, like, know. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> thing to dance to. Imagine, how old were you, Grace? Uh, must have been, like, five. And we had, like, octopus head things, octopuses on our heads. And we were like, la, 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 la. If you watch Get Back, you'll be able to see Ringo writing Octopus's Garden. Yeah. And, it'll and the dance I'm will sure. come flooding And then back we'll film me. that, put it on Disney Plus, and I'm pretty sure it'll be as big. <laughs> if not bigger. Ever. That'll be incredible. <laughs> Peter Jackson here. Um, my final <laughs> fact slash mm. 
tidbit of information for 1969, which leads us nicely into the album. Uh, Brian Jones, the former Rolling Stones guitarist, drowns after drinking a drugs binge. Damn. You're stealing my facts, man. Uh, you can, well, elaborate them for me, because maybe now or later. Does Had Brian Jones, because I don't know anything about the Stones, had he left by this point and been replaced by, who's the fella who was in the band with Rod Stewart? Yeah, while they were recording, they um, had a full... So while they were recording the album, he was, like, barely there. He was, like, high all the time. So they replaced him with Mick, Mick Taylor. Taylor. Mm. So he left a month... Uh, sorry, he left a month earlier. And then he dies. He he drowned at the bottom of his swimming pool. Wow. Which, uh, supposedly... Supposedly. Yeah. Oh. There's some conspiracy theories that... It was a builder who was doing work mm. on his house. They had a fight and he drowned him in the... Because wow. there's, there's something about... Uh, I don't want to really get into this, but about like... Because bodies float, don't they? You know what I mean? True. Yeah. But this was at the bottom. It's a bit whatever that guy's name was. He was on ITV in the 90s. I can't remember his name, but you know, he... um, <laughs> He like had a really big career and then he... Someone died in this swimming pool and after a drugs binge. No, Who? Who? I can't Who's this? His, I can't remember his name, uh-huh. which is really unhelpful. But, um, wow. But um, <laughs> it's Michael someone. I don't know. No idea. No. Okay, we'll move on then. We'll move on. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Do you want to know some more albums that came out in 1969? Yes, please. So... It has to be said again, but Abbey Road by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. That came out. Uh, in the Court of King Crimson. That was hard for me to say. By King Crimson. Uh, Led Zepp 1 and 2 came out. I mean. Yeah. Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere by Neil Young and his uh, crew. The Band. The Band. We've checked out that album. And probably the peak and pinnacle the Elvin Nilo Everest, I think. Tommy by the <laughs> Hill. Wow. Just God, quickly, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> How would you compare Let It Bleed with Tommy by the Who? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get on to my exact thoughts about Let It Bleed, but Let It Bleed is clear. <clears throat> oh, Tommy. Tommy is literally not worth... The time it took to record, it's not worth the guitar strings that we used on it. It's wow. not worth the tape that it was recorded on. It's not even worth the oxygen that was used to make it or the electricity. That electricity could have been used to keep someone on life support for a bit longer. You know what I mean? It's absolutely a waste. The world wow. would be literally no different if it had never come out. Strong In fact, words. it may be better. But it certainly wouldn't be any anywhere. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Otter. Otter. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's not a hot take. That is just the truth. It is the truth. It's the gospel truth. <laughs> Little Weetabix said can't handle it, but it's the gospel truth. <laughs> Little Brexit. Nice Little one, Brexit. Brexit. Look what you've done to our fuel prices. Exactly. <laughs> for now. Anyway. Right. Shall we talk about Let It Bleed then? Yes. Brilliant. 
Yeah. Uh, so Let It Bleed is the eighth uh, British and tenth American studio album by the English rock band The Rolling Stones, released on the 28th of November in 1969. Um, shortly after it was released, so it was released by London Records and then Decca Records released it in the UK. Um, so like that was the US release and the UK release. Um, released shortly after the band's 1969 American tour, it is followed up by 1968 Beggar's Banquet which is one of uh, the Rolling Stones' biggest albums and most successful albums. And as with Beggar's Banquet, the album marks a return to the group's more blues-sounding approach that was prominent in the pre-aftermath period of their career. Uh, additional sounds on the album draw influences from gospel, country, blues and country rock. Uh, the album was recorded during the period of turmoil for the band, uh, like Adam had said earlier, and with Brian Jones, the band's founder and leader had become increasingly unreliable due to heavy drug use, uh, and he would be at most of the recording sessions, um, but he was like so incapacitated that he couldn't really do anything or contribute. And so he was fired in the middle of the recording sessions uh, for the album and replaced by Mick Taylor. Uh, Jones appeared on the album in only two songs, uh, playing uh, some backing instruments. Uh, he was like a multi-instrumentalist. Um, in fact, there's, there's a story about him playing like trumpets or like saxophone on some Beatles stuff. Um, and I'm not sure it ever got used, but when, they, when he turned up to the studio... They were like so excited for him to come in and do some stuff. And then, because he could play everything. And then he was like, oh, I'll play the saxophone. And it was just a mad choice. Do you know what I mean? Like he could have played anything. But they chose that, an instrument that he could hardly play. Um, I can't really remember what song that is. But um, he only appeared on two songs here. And they were like backing instruments, like some percussion, some different things. Uh, and he died within a month of being fired, which is really sad, isn't that? Um. And so after he had been um, sacked, they made sure that they, well, the four of them didn't, Mick Jagger, Bill Wyman, Charlie Watts, they appear on every track with Keith Richards. Um, and then they got keyboardist Nicky Hopkins, who kind of is talked about a lot in the Beatles documentary about this, like, oh, we need to get somebody like nicky hopkins in and john lennon mm. uses nicky hopkins um after this and so like people who like um aren't in the band but they just can play with the band and so uh, this kind of coincides with like live sound being a lot better and being able to do a lot of things and so a lot a lot of the stuff that the rolling stones are doing the beatles are talking about and you hear about in this documentary get back and they're talking about them oh do you see how the stones do it they play live and this is how they do it and that's kind of part of the rock and roll circus that they did which didn't come out for like 50 years as well but john lennon went and played at it um and things like that with yoko and stuff like that and so at this time it's just a a moment of like great um creative expression for music and so it's not just about albums anymore but it's about how can we play live and how can we play in front of these people and what if we start doing music videos and we kind of take those things for granted because we have been past the mtv i mean we weren't even alive when mtv started do you know what I mean? like we it started it's finished it's done all that stuff uh 
before and through our lifetime but at this time no one was doing music videos and stuff like stuff like that and so when you like you can go on youtube and watch the rock and roll uh circus thing but um but it's actually quite groundbreaking at the time and quite crazy to be seeing and so uh this album is quite a groundbreaking album um and you know whatever you think about the stones um yeah, at this time with the Beatles and with some other bands, Led Zeppelin and people like that, and maybe the Whom, they they are like just groundbreaking and going through amazing things. And so a lot of it was recorded in 1969, but um, songs like You Can't Always Get What You Want was in the November before um, and could have been released or was thought about being released on Beggar's Banquet, but wasn't in the end. So, yeah. Grace, do you want to tell us what you think of the album? Okay. Um, so, did not enjoy it. Did just straight I, off the bat, I love that I just it. set you up for 10 f- minutes just for you to go, did not enjoy it. <laughs> so, the first three songs, I'm so confused because every single one of them is a different genre. And... Maybe they're like showcasing their talents. Maybe they're like, hey, you know, we're not one trick ponies. We can do all this different stuff. We can dip our toe in all the water. Great, but I'm confused by what <laughs> you want to achieve. You know? Um, so it's a a real roller coaster. And then so I thought musically, right? the lead guitar and also even though there's different people playing all over the show musically it's 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 pretty good mm. you know there's there's good stuff going on the guitar regardless of who's playing sounds great each time you know wonderful the lyrics right the most pointless babble the most the most pointless babble there's there's literally no reason for them they're just repeating the same lyrics over and over again because I've got nothing better to say what's that second that second one love in vain right has about three I mean, lines I'm, in it I'm not but they're just repeated I don't know much about the Rolling Stones but as far as I've they're not you don't go to them for poetry do you you know what I mean it's not it's not Led Zeppelin <laughs> talking about dragons and mystics and stuff like that it but, ain't <laughs> it ain't it ain't John and Paul uh, but it's I mean? like, it ain't Leonard Cohen <laughs> it, it ain't let it be so why have you made it into a song do you know what I mean? If you've got two things to say, well, yeah. put some more thoughts together and it's put them and in a song. You know it. what I mean? It just felt silly. But is it? It didn't feel like it. I didn't I didn't feel rock and rolly <laughs> at any point. Rock and roll. I felt I felt bored. I felt bored. I found a review that two words, devastatingly <laughs> bleak. And I was like, I was like, do you know what? Yeah. It I sounds agree. like something the doctor would tell you it when is. you have to come in. That doesn't sound like an happy <laughs> Um Yeah, for me, it was super boring. It was like the most boring rock and roll. Rock and roll, but it's, it, just, it just shouldn't be like that. It should be more exciting. And maybe it like reflects the turmoil that was going on within the group. Um. But uh, yeah, there were only okay songs. Some like Live With Me, um, Can't Always Get What You Want, Monkey Man, like fine, you know, whatever. But Best of a Bad Bunch, 
You know, you can't <laughs> polish a turd, right? And this, this for me was a, a little wow. bit of a turd. Wow. Are yeah. you going to ban your yeah. Rolling Stone t-shirt? <laughs> um, I might have to... What, like what I, I was hoping one. you were going to say yeah. is, no, I'm still going to wear it. Like, nothing's happened. <laughs> didn't know them then. <laughs> Don't like them now. So, That's so you didn't like it? No, it was just, it was beige. It was so beige. Do you know so what boring. I think you should do if you think this is beige? Now, this is a predictable mm. answer for me, but hear me out. You mm. should go and listen to Abbey Rose. <laughs> Right, do you know what? Genuinely, while I was listening to it, I was thinking, <laughs> because obviously the same year, I was literally thinking, oh, to be fair to the Beatles, like, at least they're doing more lively stuff. What? You know, at least they're not, they're not devastatingly bleak. They're not devastatingly know? bleak. At, at least. Although I am going to start a band called Devastatingly Bleak. I think that's a good. <laughs> very, very emo. <laughs> What did you think, Adam? Do you agree with Grace? So, not... It may sound like I do from my first sentence, but not entirely. So let me start <laughs> off by saying, I don't like the Rolling Stones. They're a poor man's Beatles. Always have been. Mick Jagger's garbage. <laughs> wow. They're boring. Keith Richards can't play the guitar anymore. He's rubbish. Anymore. Their drums were also always crap. Ringo oh. is the best drummer in the world. Wow. But... Let me be more positive and go through this album. So, let's start off with Gimme Shelter, opening track. Got to start strong. This is the era of vinyl records where your opening track is everything. If your opening track's not right, people aren't going to carry on listening to the album. <clears throat> so, Gimme Shelter might just be one of the best album openers ever. And it's a strong, and it's a strong contest because Come Together is also one of the strongest. But that ethereal... It's like, it's coming out of nowhere. <clears throat> I thought it was great. The kind of guitar, the, the oh. kind of chorus effect that it's got on it, or whatever it's got on it. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So sorry. Wow. The McDonald's Big Mac, that's what I, I'm in the mood for. I, I was trying to listen to this album at the same <laughs> time, but it's suddenly coming through my speakers instead of my headphones. Incredible. That's terrible. <laughs> so that, that song is great. Now, what makes that song great is... One, I think the guitar's incredible on it. But most importantly, Mary Clayton's vocals, the female vocals on that song, are powerful. I thought you'd really enjoy them, Grace, but maybe not. Maybe we were listening to a different album because I don't remember this being a good... Yeah. Now, I couldn't I couldn't sing along with it. I, do, I couldn't tell you what any of the words were, but her vocals were powerful. Mm. I thought, I thought, sack Mick Jagger off, get her as the lead singer of this band. Um, so Give Me Shelter. I thought, okay, great. And I've heard that opener before, but listening to the whole song, I was like, okay. And I could feel this is going to be... I always knew that the Stones were quite different from the Beatles because the Beatles were kind of more rock and roll, psychedelic, whatever. But the, the Stones have always been blues and been more influenced by the the blues and the R&B side mm -hmm. of things. Um. So going on to, to Love in Vain, it's the next track. Now, Love in Vain would be a great song if Mick Jagger was nowhere near it. I can't tell you the, the disdain I have for this man. <laughs> Why do you he hate cannot him so sing. much? 
He cannot <laughs> sing. He wants to be David Bowie, but he can't be. David Bowie's voice is so much better. I just, I, mean, I don't Bowie's like... Bowie's not even a really around. I mean, he's released exactly. albums, but he's not... <laughs> he's, done, he's done Space Oddity. At this point, no David Bowie, yeah. to be fair to him. Um, yeah, that is true. But I just, I think his voice is atrocious. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking of our friend Jonathan from Ranking the Beatles, because I know he's a fan of Mick Jagger, or at least he does Mick Jagger Watch on his Instagram, <laughs> where he shows all the funny places that Mick Jagger's <laughs> been. But I just think his voice is atrocious, Mick Jagger's. Everything else about that song is great. The slide guitar is, in particular, just, ah, oh, so good. So, so good. Um, the laid-back drums, I know I just mentioned that the drums were really crap and boring just before, but the drums in this, Charlie Watts, isn't it? That's his, that's yeah. his name. Um, rest in peace. Died, didn't he? Um, I can't believe you don't like the drums on this album, Grace. I, th- I think it I, sounds great. I thought what the drums, especially in like Love Invaded, did, just steady. Steady like a train. Yeah. There's nothing really fancy about it, fair enough, but it is just a steady, quite tight, like 4-4 or whatever. Um just yeah the gr- mandolin was great mandolin i love that it was a a bit messy but it was kind of you know spirited i enjoyed it spirited. so i i loved that i thought that was look great. at them go those rolling look at the, stones. Hey, hey look at that little fella go with his diddly diddly diddly. <laughs> but i enjoyed it um country honk now the vocals on this i have a lot to say about the vocals on this album but the vocals on country honk the vocal harmonies save this is the thing Mick Jagger's voice on its own shocking makes me want to tear my eyeballs out but if he sings with other people has a vocal harmony slash gets a really talented singer in Mary Clayton it's actually a lot better I can you know I can get into it Um, so Country Hunk vocal harmonies save that one from being a total train wreck again if anyone else was singing it a total train wreck his voice is shocking Matt I can't it's unpalatable yeah, he talks like he sings, he sings like he talks. I can't believe it. Oh, Mick Jagger. Like, it's awful. It's awful. I don't know whoever said that he's a good vocalist. They're a lie. Tell you what, tell you why he does all his dancing to distract from the fact he can't sing. Do you, have you heard this Kanye well, quote? Like, that uh, <coughs> it says, you, you may be good, but you'll never be Kanye West. It's, a, it's something like that, right? Fair. And um, <laughs> he did, did he say that about himself? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of think the same about Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is just being the best Mick Jagger he can be. And some people, it's not about like how good his vocal is. It's like, it's the vibe. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are. It's like, it's the sound, it's the vibe. I'm I kind also of, don't like his vibe. <laughs> you might not also, like his vibe. He's also but, a creepy old man. <laughs> yeah, but the pro- this is what I thought about this album is when we think about the Rolling Stones, we think about this covers band that's been going since like 1980 something. That mm. basically just does a, like stadium tours, yeah. Um, and all they do is just covers of what they did in the sixties, you know, or mm. the seventies. Whereas actually, like this is them. This isn't them as like covers band, old man, um, Ron Stones. This is like them as well people younger than us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like finding their feet. But, mm. but I do think that we've been like a bit. Um, it's hard for us to see past the old man gyrating mm. while 80,000 people watch oh, man. it's in- interesting that you say that because my, my final paragraph almost says those words so <laughs> despite the fact that I I did enjoy musically this album 
I thought it was really good. And I thought, you know, it does does stand up to some of the other albums. That I just can't get into the Stones. Can't do it. Um, they're not mind-blowing to me. It, it was good. There were bits of it that were good, but not nothing that blew me away. For me, it's just your dad's blues cover band. That's all, That's who they are. Mm. That's who they are. Even, even in 1969, they sound old. Don't know what it is. And especially in... Considering they yeah, were so I don't big. understand how they got that big. Like, why? With all the other music that was going on at that time... <laughs> Like the end of the sixties, you've already had so much exactly. amazing music. But, but not I don't understand likes how they were psychedelic so stuff. So like for those who like blues and like, mm. it, I think it's like a. So I really like Jimi Hendrix, but I think this is like mm. a more palatable, poppy version of Jimi Hendrix. You know what oh. I mean? Now it doesn't make it better. It's like, yeah, it's like miles away from Jimmy Hendrix, yeah. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> but like, wait, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just, like, trying to put myself in the, the culture yeah, yeah, in get, the time. Yeah. Like, if you're not into Paul McCartney's piano playing, mm-hmm. like, let it be. You mm-hmm. might be into this. You, like, you put this on your record player. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Good we just go. got this instantly and we think, well, I know the zombies were around and they released this and I know this and I know this yeah. and I know that. But if you didn't have any of that and you just like... Hindsight's twenty twenty. We've got like a very 21st century view of it, yeah. don't we? But, we but like when Adam said, well, mm. it's way better than Tommy. Well, yeah, it is way better than Tommy. But 100%. Tommy was a hit album at the time. Makes no sense. You know what I mean? So I, mm. I do think... Do you know, like one day in like 30 years, people will be like, why does anyone care about so-and-so when Taylor Swift yeah. was around? You know what I mean? I, I think it's like it could be... Why did anyone care about Taylor Swift when Adele was around? I wonder whether people could uh, say that. I don't think them. they're right. No, hold on. I don't think they're right. Hold on, both but imagine if people. Hold on. I reckon your kid would say that. Why did anyone care about anything else? I reckon else? your kid would say that. Chris. Your kid would go, "Mom, why were you listening to Taylor Swift when there was Adele?" And you'd be like, "Shut up." They have to listen to both equally. They have to love both equally. But um, but yeah, I I didn't hate it as an album. I thought I was because I'm not a Stones fan. I um, I just think you know. In 1969, you got Led Zeppelin 2, Abbey Road, Dusty in Memphis, Isaac Hayes, Hot Bullet Soul. You've got a lot of other things to play you with. You didn't like Dusty in Memphis? No, but it was still better. <laughs> know what I'm saying? And you've had the rest of the 60s, like with the end of the 60s now, like you've had the rest of the so, 60s. I, in fact, my, my, my final takeaway will be this. If the Rolling Stones could go back in time and take out Mick Jagger and put in literally anyone that could sing, <laughs> they might even be joint with the Beatles. Wow. But they're not, so they can't be. So um, got a real Mick Jagger hate going I on. I can't believe it. My name Mick Jagger. I've got mm. big lips. <laughs> I didn't realise he hated him this much. He's an old man and he just can't <laughs> sing. He can't sing. 1969 when he was, no. what, 20-odd? He can't sing. Cannot sing. Uh, uh, Don't like his voice. Uh, Don't like his voice. Well. That's all. I, I like in, this album. I didn't love it, but I did like it. I kind of thought, this is a good... I'm the same as you, Adam. I'm not really a Stones fan. And I thought, I wonder what I'm going to think about this. But I thought, (laughs) these songs are great. And I thought it was bookended, really. I thought the first song was amazing. And I thought the last song was amazing. So, like, Give Me Shelter was a great start to the album. Like, Mm. do you know that um, guitar thing? I was like, this is who the who want to be. You know what I mean? These long guitar intros. But they just can't be at this point. Um, and then you can't always get what you want. I liked it, but I thought that um, that intro was absolute wild. It was like so Phil Spector, mm. 
Like, why is there a big choir singing? Like, yeah. Like, you don't need it. This song's fine without it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I listened to the rock and roll circus version, and uh, I was like, this sounds great. You know, but but I listened to that version. I was like, when does this song start? And when are these children gonna stop singing? Mm. But uh, (laughs) but it's a great song, and like, I think they're quite good for like earworms like that. Like, give me shelter. Just it gets in your heads, and you you're not really sure what they're singing. But you're kind yeah. of into it, you know, like yeah. you can't understand it. And you can't always mm. get what you want. It's similar. Um I I really liked the sounds on it. I thought Midnight Rambler was a bit of a ramble. Like two minutes and I was like, Well, I still got three minutes of this song. Like <laughs> and it, it doesn't really do much, but it does this thing where it goes it's like a shuffle and then it goes straight and then it goes back into a shuffle. And I'm I'm into it. Like I'm into trying different things that I kind of thought like so not like I love Ringo, but you would never find Ringo going from a shuffle to straight to shuffle, which I think mm. is a little bit unfair because I think there are some examples um, like in the mid 60s of him doing stuff like that, like Good Morning, Good Morning and things like that. But um, but there's some like the Beatles were so produced, whereas these guys are just riffing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not all like I think like every note of the Beatles was was like rehearsed and produced whereas I think some of this pentatonic stuff was just done on the fly and just picked out and stuff like that so like it, I'm kind of into that it's a different vibe um I thought that um I was listening to this thing about the get back documentary right about mm. um about how they're using fender amps and they're not really rock and roll amps right how they have a bit of a thin sound in the 60s. And I kind of disagreed with it until I heard this album. And then I thought, I wonder what guitars they're playing. They're playing like Les Pauls, these big double humbucker guitars. But the guitars do sound a bit thin, the electric guitars. And I think it's because they're using these big Fender amps. And while like Fender amps now are like, mm. so I, for years I used a Fender amp because it can go as loud as you want, but it stays as clean as you want. And that's like the vibe, you know, you want a nice clean guitar. And if you want to dirty it up, you can put a pedal in front of it. But at mm. this time, that's not really how you get rock and roll. You can turn it up and turn it up and turn it up. And it doesn't, it's really hard for it to get gritty. And um, and even when it does, it's still quite top-endy. Whereas I think really what they wanted was maybe some of that AC30 or some of that other stuff that Vox or that Marshall sounds really and so that's why when you listen to Jimi Hendrix you're like whoa that guitar sounds sick because that yeah. Marshall sound is just unbelievable mm. and so like I would use different guitar amps but I'm not in the Rolling Stones and I am in <laughs> 2022 so <coughs> like they've got no reason to listen to me but um <laughs> but I thought what they were playing was great and sounded good and it gives it a bit more of a folky sound like I thought this kind of, you know, like um, Bob Dylan has kind of gone electric by this point. Mm. I was like, what is the difference between Bob Dylan and the Rolling Stones? Like, like in a sound aesthetic, not like the lyrics or anything. Like, they sound pretty similar, right? Sure. Um, mm. But, you know, and then even like in the 70s, beginning of the 70s, John Lennon starts to sound like this as well. You know, he's... It's just like the same kind of sound. They're all starting to sound like each other. 
but Abbey Road doesn't sound like that. And neither does Paul McCartney. But uh, and neither does George Harrison. But um, George is on a different plane now. <laughs> he's on a different plane. Kicking off the seventies, well. he's just like screw you all. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked it. I thought it was a good. Um, I'm glad this was my first experience at a Rolling Stones album. Really, I agree with you there. Yeah, mm. I think it was a good one to be introduced to them. Yeah. Shall we take a break? And we're going to compare it to Equals by Ed Sheeran. Amazing. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Equals by Ed Sheeran, which is the fifth studio album by English song 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 song. song. I do that every time. Song, song, I can't song, say singer songwriter every single <laughs> week. English singer songwriter. Ed Sheeran, uh, released on the 29th of October 2021. So we're a bit late on this one, but uh, there you go. Uh, the album was supported by the singles Bad Habits, Shivers, Overpass Graffiti, The Joker and The Queen, and a promotional single, Visiting Hours, as well as a Christmas single as well. He absolutely, without a John, remember that one? Mm. Which yeah. was actually pretty uh, good. Yeah. Oh, that was, oh, Grace no, that was bad. <laughs> that like was bad. But he sold himself out there. <laughs> he told himself, have you met Ed I mean, <laughs> that's what he does while not doing it every time. Um, anyway. Uh, so Upon release, Equals received generally mixed reviews from music critics who appreciated Sheeran's emerging sonic experimentation but criticised mm. its production nevertheless. The album reached number one everywhere, <laughs> basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas doesn't matter because <laughs> the Christmas edition of the album was released on the third of December and it contains solo guest appearance from fellow English singer songwriter Ellen John, which what we just talked about, um, with the song "Merry Christmas." Uh, the background for the album is Sheeran said there would be a big announcement the following day, and on the nineteenth of August he announced the album and its release dates on his social media. He described the album as his coming-of-age records. Uh, to him, the album was a really personal record and one that means a lot to him. Exciting changes in his life, including marriage, the birth of his daughter, and experienced loss. Um, the promotional single, Visiting Hours, was released alongside the announcement. Uh, yeah. So, Grace, do you want to go first? Okay. So... I, in my youth, in my prime, <laughs> was a, a diehard Ed Sheeran fan. My friend went to go and see Example in concert. Classic. <clears throat> and this is back right in the day, Ed, Ed Sheeran and Example were like best mates, weren't yeah. they? Do you see us, the Nando's The Nando's skank? Mm. Um, so obviously they were like best buds and Ed Sheeran was... Um, opening for example right just this little guy in his guitar my mate was like oh you need to listen to this guy it was so good and then we were like obsessed um Did so you have an i'm one of those people that's like i <laughs> i didn't because i actually listened to him so i wouldn't buy the t-shirt you know? <laughs> i only buy the t-shirts of bands that i've never heard <laughs> um we know what to get grace for christmas and i'd be t-shirts yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was like a diehard fan. I was one of those people when his album came out. I was like, "You don't even know." Like I'm like I've been a fan of his music for so long. You don't even know him. Um, loved him, obviously. 
Um, but when this album came out, I refused for a while to listen to it because I had heard Shivers and Bad Habit, and I was like, "That's Ed. That's not that's not my Ed. <laughs> you know, that, that's not my little Ed Shes, and that's not his vibe." Um, and I felt as if he was selling himself out, as we as we said, he likes to do. Um, and so I didn't listen, but I listened for this pod, obviously. Um, and it's okay. We're okay, Ed. We're friends again. It's okay. Because um, Bad Habits and Shivers, as much as I don't like the fact that they are Ed Sheeran songs, they are catchy tunes that get stuck in your head. Yeah. Very, very Can good Can I songs. pick you up on something, Grace? Mm, probably not. Well, I'm going to say. <laughs> when we started listening to the Rolling Stones and you said your comments, you said every song is different. And I thought, mm, I know an album like that. And now you're like, oh, but Ed, Ed yeah. could do what he no, wants. No, but hold on. No, he can't. So hold But on. so could the Rolling Stones, right? Well, they can, yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to be good. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so, as I said, you know, yeah, bad habits, shivers, etc. Oh, you're just going to ignore that comment. Ones. That's what's happening. <laughs> He can, he has, he takes you on a roller coaster journey for sure. Some ups, some downs. The last song is it? Is it be right now? It's got the most just horrendous sample going all the way through it. That just is stupid. It's just stupid. It just needs to take that off the album. It's a stupid song. There's some that are just overdone. There's too much going on. Too crowded. The whole point of Ed Sheeran's music is that he like strips everything back. And it's supposedly just him and his guitar, blah, blah, blah. That's what it has been for years. Mm. Which, which is why it's so weird all of a sudden to have so much going on on so many of the tracks. Um, but he can do it on some of them, on some of them. Um, but then you've still got like original Ed vibes going on. Visiting Hours has me sobbing like a little tiny baby just crying on the floor. Absolutely the most emotional thing in the entire world it's very similar to Supermarket Flowers mm. on his is it Divide? that's Divide, Divide yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, stunning has me sobbing so beautiful Sandman Love in Slow Motion Leave Your Life First Times beautiful songs I liked First Times beautiful little <laughs> I wish I didn't but I did <laughs> it's just he he knows how to get emotion mm. how to just make the most beautiful music and make you cry all the time because he's so cute. <laughs> and the Joker and the Queen, love that piano. Love it. It's a very vocally very vulnerable track, I thought. It's very, like, his voice is very out there mm. and it's very exposed. Mm. But I think it works, again, because it's Ed Sheeran. I think if another, another artist had done it, I think it might sound a bit weird. But it fits because that's what he does. You know what I mean? He does this weird. What if Taylor Swift did that? I think that would sound beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I see now. I'd only ever heard Joker and the Queen on like the radio in the background in like the office, and I thought there was a mm. female vocal in it. I thought he did it with Taylor Swift. He has done one um, um, with Taylor Swift. Uh, okay, but that's not on this album. Fair. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be because they're a beautiful pair. 
Um, so, yeah, overall, a couple of ones that I would prefer not to be on the album. Mm. But overall, I'm back to my usual, you know, I could play this one in the bath, <laughs> crying silently to myself because it's so beautiful, mm. alongside Nora Jones, and it'd be stunning. Mm. Love Very it. nice. Mm. What do you think, Adam? So, <clears throat> I will say, uh, Ed Sheeran's voice is kind of at its best on this album, I think. I think he's found what works for him. Because, um, like, if you listen especially to, like, his first album, Plus, he doesn't mm. really, like, stretch his voice much. He does the rapping and he does, you know, the, the A-team stuff, but he doesn't stretch his voice. So over these... Mm math albums as I'm going to call them he like he stretches his voice more and more <laughs> I think Divide has a lot of a lot of big vocals but I think this album's kind of like a culmination of that he's trained it sounds good uh, the opener um, showcases that pretty good it's a good opener I like it um, when it says time stop still and then the music cuts out and it's just vocals I really like that because <laughs> it's a very upbeat song and then it just cuts and with the word, I thought that was clever. That's like, it It makes you sit up. I don't think many people would be brave enough to do that these days. It's like, I'm just going to cut all the music out and you're just going to hear. And they're, they're very heavily processed vocals and there's lots of, you know, mixing going on and overlays um, with like backing vocals on it. But I think that's a really clever, really clever device that mm -hmm. he's used there, I think. Um Shivers, I love Shivers. I think out of the singles on the album, that's the best one. My goodness, that's a catchy chorus. That's mm. Ed Sheeran's good at a catchy chorus. Not the best at Guess a catchy chorus, head. but he's 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 good at it. He's very good at it. That chorus will get stuck in your head. Just the word Shivers, and the little the little plucked yeah. Harper, but it's good. Um, first times, I was kind of back to the acoustic stuff, mm. which is my favorite Ed Sheeran mode. I like you guys. I I mm. want him just to do acoustic stuff. I don't want all this. Mm. I've got a big band behind me. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, don't need it, Ed. What will he don't be like it. when you go to see him? Will he do a bit of both or? Well, I think when he plays live, he does it all on the loop it's, station. It's still looped. It. I think he still does a lot of that. He might have a band for some stuff, especially with this album. But I think for the majority of his stuff, he'll gets to keep all the money, doesn't he? He'll loop it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cynically, yes, that's how you do it, isn't it? Minimal, minimal payment. You don't have to um, pay the loop pedal. Yeah, you don't. Absolutely. <laughs> you just, yeah, one off. Custom make it. So, um, I I hope in future he does just a purely acoustic album. Mm. Um, I think that'd be great. He won't, but I think I think he should. He's made enough money. Do something mm. for the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, overall, a decent album. Um, it kind of rounds off the maths albums. I can't say he'll do any more unless he does like what percent or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Brackets indices. Yeah, indices. Yeah, pi, <laughs> square root. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? That'd be good. <laughs> um, he might do something different, like his collaboration project. Who knows? All in all, I feel like now though, you know what you're getting with Ed Sheeran. You know that it's gonna be mm. um on on his albums he will have a wedding song, a song about a dead parent, <laughs> a song about his wife, <laughs> which may be the wedding song, but if not, a song about his wife. 
And then yeah. now four or five now it'll be the baby. radio tunes. Thumpy Bumpy. And one about his kid. And of course one about his kid. Um not not terrible. I think certainly he is now he's now a staple of of the music industry. I think he's one of the one of the biggest. You know, he's up there with your Taylors, your Adels, your mm. I guess Dua Leapers now. I think he's made it. I Sam. I'm gonna say something that some people might find controversial, but I think he's he's so prolific that he is like the Paul McCartney of our times. It, it there's just no doubt. Well, he is just, con- controversial, but I wouldn't disagree with you. Like I don't I don't like it. But, but, he, but he, I'm not happy about it. But but he is good. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got a very cynical view mm. about Etienne Rights. That this scruffy kid-looking guy, right, who could earns all the money. Kid. It's all just a flipping brand. You know what I mean? Mm. The loop pedal, mm. all of it. It's just such a brand that. But it absolutely is. Oh, it is. Yeah, but I but I hate it. I can yeah, see. Yeah. I feel like I can see through it, and I'm not interested in it. Do you know what I mean? And I've never. Because that's what made him so famous in the first place that you can't stop that yeah. now he's like on that train. I didn't like the Nando's rap. I didn't. I don't like his stupid little oh. guitar. Go and get one that's... Because oh. let me tell you, that little guitar he plays live is not the guitar that is played in the studio. It might be now that he's got that loud and thing. <laughs> but those guitars on the album are so thick and big. There's no way he plays them live. I hate the stupid little guitar thing. I hate that they used to sell them to kids. For 300 quid at a time. <laughs> I hate that he still has scruffy hair and is made to look 15 <laughs> even though he's 30. You know, mm. but I can't deny that this guy smashes out album after album. Yeah. And you listen, I haven't mm. listened to it. I didn't want to listen to it. But when I listened to it, I loved it. You know, it's always the way yeah. I can't. I've loved every one of his albums. He sing along. Yeah. I don't mind that he's going really poppy. Because it's not like he's going poppy and you feel like he's sold out. Because he does it better than everyone else who does the pop stuff. You know, <laughs> like he just is. He's just really good, and I hate it. You know what I mean? And yeah. he seems like a flipping mm. nice guy who's got his family mm. and his mm. kids and his grounded. He's winning. He's winning. You know, and I can see us like Ed's here to stay. I know that's a stupid statement, but like, there's a lot more albums to come from Ed Sheeran in it. Unless he just decides he doesn't want to do it. He could do what he wants, can't he? He could pull in Adele and be like, leave me learn him to. He could do. But um, he's pretty unstoppable, isn't he? Hmm. And so the, the album, I like it. And you know, if we would, let's just do comparisons. I kind of feel like I'm going to have to say it, cheering. And that's... Hmm. Um, deep down, yeah. that's quite disappointing. But you know... <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's just a brilliant album. Like... Gotta be real. It's predictable and it's it is what it is. I wonder if now that we've got past the math albums, whether mm. like next one will be quite different. Yeah, you know, I think we might see some acoustic albums. I think we might see some different stuff. Do you know what it's like? Like garlic bread, right? You're never gonna be bored of garlic bread. It's it comes on the sides of many dishes. Sometimes it makes itself the main event because it's that good. You know it's going to be on the menu. You don't even need and you to know pick it's it, but be you good. do. You know yeah, you don't want to smell in the morning, but you will. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, very safe pair of hands. And you know you like it's just garlic bread, but it's the best. It's the best. And it, it's going to be great every time. It can't be wrong because it's garlic bread. It can't be wrong. 
Agony. That's a bit like Ed. Garlic Ed. <laughs> That's what he is. Brilliant. <laughs> Garlic Ed. That's good, that. Yeah, so we we all enjoyed it. There's not really an album that we yeah. find that we really we all like in it. But, <laughs> True. But this is one of them. I'm disappointed that it's Ed Sheeran, to be honest. <laughs> but um, there we go. So look at him bringing us together. Yeah. What? So would you rather? Are we all just going Ed Sheeran because you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I wish it wasn't the case, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're like. If you're someone who just really disagrees, go and listen to these albums back to back. You'll change your mind. Yeah. It's just, it just is what it is. Ed Sheeran is just a, yeah. he's a prodigy. He's a genius. Mm. Mm. He's one of a kind, you know. Amen. 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 Uh, what would you rate the Rolling Stones album, Adam? 3.5. Three point nine. Wow! It would get a four. That's shocking. It would get a four or maybe higher if anyone else was the singer. <laughs> Mick Jagger ruins it. Personally, if Ed Sheeran was the singer of the Rolling Stones, oh, it'd be incredible. <laughs> it would be lyrically beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So do you know the Ed Sheeran? Some of his he is a bit wet in the Ed Sheeran yeah. lyrics there. I'm but like, but yeah. but it works. It does work. He knows his clientele. <laughs> the, the his clientele. All the weddings. He knows now after he COVID, knows, people are getting weddings. He knows weddings. what he's doing. <laughs> he, he's like, let me sort you out. He knows how to rip other people's music. And even though he'll get sued <laughs> for it to death, it doesn't matter. Because he's made enough money anyway. Yeah. Uh, Grace, what would you rate the Rolling Stones album? God, so unjust. Like 2.2. I don't think a 2.2 is that bad. I think a 3.9 is a fair rating. So I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go the same. Wild. Yeah. What would, Grace, what would you give the Ed Sheeran album? Uh, 4.9. That is... Can't be a 5. That is crazy. Can't be a 5. You think this album's nearly perfect? Stunning. Yeah. Oh. Are you messing? Are you messing? You said to me <sighs> last week, messing? right, about mm. giving OK Computer a 5, and you think this is nearly a 5. Yeah, that... It's a joke. Yeah. As, You're a joke. <laughs> Thanks. Adam, what would you uh, rate Ed Sheeran's album? Uh, I'd give it I'd give it a 4.2. That is only 0.3 above Rolling Stone's album. Yeah. Can we talk about that? That is not the difference in them. That is not the difference it, in those two it albums. Is, it is for me. <laughs> You've just slacked off Mick Jagger till the cows came it home. And like I said, if... If that album didn't have Mick Jagger, it, it would ringer. be ahead of Ed Sheeran's album. Whoa. Mick Jagger ruins it that much. <sighs> Mick Blagger, more like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have not, nothing else to add to that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Guys, shall we quiz? Yes, absolutely. Please. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Welcome to Quizzing Time. Woo, 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 woo. 
Yeah. Insert insert applause here. Sorry. Um, guys. The energy was dead. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, it's all good. Uh, it's four three to Matt. Ugh. Yeah, it is. Grace, you can pull back. You can mm. pull back. I believe it's been a back. It's been a wild ride. It's been a back and forth week after. It's week. been a back and forth. It's so been because I believe you were you were in the lead at the beginning. Weren't you? I was. I was storming. I was storming early on. Mm. It's a comeback. Hey, don't call it a comeback. <sighs> been here for years. Come on. Um. So we're gonna do the usual questions. It's about 1969. Oh, right. The music. A joke. Um. I have my coin toss app. Tails. No, right. No, hang on. Grace goes. Grace gets to pick every time. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. You've she literally just quicker, shouts Matt. it. You've got to call it quicker. Well, then, Matt, call it in the air. Heads. You've got to know what Go. you want. Matt has said heads. It is tails. <laughs> Grace, would you like to go first, I, or would you like to defer? Um, I would like to go first. Okay. Give me a point early. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Grace, mm. the first UK number one hit of 1969 was <laughs> Obladi, <laughs> Oblada, hey. by Marmalade, oh. an original Beatles song. Oh. Which Beatles album was the original version on? You thought it was going to be easy. Are you having a laugh? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, who did it? It's not clue there, mate. Okay. Come on. <laughs> that was good. I haven't got a flipping clip. Hard Day's Night. Is that a film? It it's a film and an album, and it is also incorrect. Uh, Matt. The White Album. The White Album is correct. It's a point for Matt. What a joke! Oh, don't worry, Grace, because Obladi Oblada, life goes on. Matt, your question. I'm already mad. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm already winning. It's, uh, Matt, your question. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac's oh. only UK number one hit came in 1969. What is the title? Well, that is hard. I also can't believe that. Only UK number one hit? It's not right. But, um... Rihanna? Incorrect, but... Shall Grace, Fleetwood Mac's only UK number one hit. Do you have your phone up in front of you? Hey, pardon? Do you have your phone up in front of you? Oh, I hope there's no cheating. Oh, did you hear the phone going down? Oh, <laughs> did you hear I the phone going wrong. down? I'm not, do you think the I know drop. Fleetwood Mac songs? Yeah, but I think Google Actually, does. <laughs> Let me show you my hands. I could. <laughs> you literally had the phone go... I did, but my vets text me. Right. My vet. <laughs> don't use your dog. Otis needs advocate spot on. I don't know if it were Max song. I could don't know one single one. Do you want to hazard a guess? F- Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Incorrect. It's Albatross. Uh, yeah. Grace, coming back to you. In- <laughs> did you say uh, number one album or number one song? The Fleetwood Mac. You only UK number one hit. Yes, so song, right? Okay. Yeah. Song. Have we done Fleetwood Mac? No, I think we're we're going to very soon. I had to, yeah. Incredible. Um, Grace, to you. 
Um, give me a second. <laughs> Gonna find a bit of a better one for you. Thank you. You're welcome. If it could be about Taylor Swift, that'd be great. Can't do it. Thank you. Fleetwood. I said very soon. Fleetwood Mac is number seven on this list, so we actually have thirty-seven to go. Uh, thirty-three number to go. Seven. Yeah. Rightly so. That's wild. They're incredible. Grace, your question. Ready. What is the title of Elvis Presley's nineteen sixty-nine number one hit with these following lyrics? Oh. We're caught in a trap. <laughs> As I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. We could go on together. Suspicious minds. Correct. I wouldn't have got that. You know, <laughs> I, I would have struggled. I can sing it's the whole song right now. One all. all. Ah! One all. Okay. It could be two one. Um, this is beautiful. Be. Matt. Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh did something on the UK singles chart this year that they never did on the Billboard Hot 100. They had a number one hit. But which one with these lyrics was it? I hear hurricanes are blowing. I know the end is coming soon. I fear rivers overflowing. I hear the voice of rage and ruin. Oh. Name that Creedence, Creedence Clearwater revival song. I actually don't know. I don't listen to them. You should do because they're incredible. Sounds beautiful. It's a pass from me, unfortunately. Grace, can you re say the lyrics? Just so Grace can type them in. Yep, yep. Do you want to just put your phone up? <laughs> uh, the lyrics are: I hear hurricanes are blowing. Mm. I know the end is coming soon. I fear rivers overflowing. I hear the voice of rage and ruin. The end of the world. Close, but no cigar. It is Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> oh, is that close? Bad Moon Rising. Oh, oh I do know that oh, song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. No. There you go. Uh, I wouldn't have got it right, go. though. No. Written by John Fogerty. Um. Okay. It's Grace's turn. Grace's turn. Come on. Um, I've given you the nice question, Grace. The rest of them are all just the questions. Brilliant. Uh, Grace, if in the 1969, single one is about the Beatles, I swear. There are a lot. In 1969, the co-founder of ELO, Roy Wood, was still leading a group that had their only UK number one hit with Blackberry Way. What was the name of the group? He's a hard man. Goodbye, Blackberry Way. Great song. Absolutely big tune. The Doors. So close, but no. Matt. The windows? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wasn't. Nah, he wasn't in the zombies, was he? That's not where we're going with this. Is that Shut Yeah, up. I think so. Shut up. No. Mm. Oh, it is. Adam, you probably have me on every time. And it is the move. Yeah, the move. The I move. wouldn't have known. Again, Blackberry Way, great song. You should really listen to it. It does this really cool dramatic thing in the verses. Yeah, Blackberry Way by the movie, great song. Um, Matt, I believe it's your question. Yes. Is it still one yes. all? Or is it, it is. Two? Oh, there you go. Matt, we have to go back to the early 60s to find this singer's first US number one hit in 1962. 
Now, in 1969, he had his second US number one hit with the song with these lyrics. Who is he? The lyrics are thus. First time that I saw you, girl, I knew that I just had to make you mine. But it's so hard to talk to you with fellas hanging around you all the time. I want you for my sweet pet, but you keep Ooh. playing hard to get. Going round in circles all the time. Who sung it? A creep. I don't know. Cliff Richards? Could be a Cliff Richard one, but incorrect. Uh, Grace? Are we looking for a solo artist or a band? Uh, a solo artist, a person. We're dead good at these quizzes, aren't we? <laughs> I'm so proud that I've got this far with one nil. This is a hard one night, to be fair. Um, Mick Jagger. Incorrect. It is Tommy Rowe. Who is Tommy Rowe? No idea. But I think (laughs) you'll know the song. I think the song is Dizzy, my head is spinning. So dizzy. Which is a tune. And I think that's the original one. And then I think it was covered again in like the 80s, 90s, maybe. I don't know. Um, Matt. Yes. Is it? I think it's Grace's go. Oh, sorry. Grace. Yes, you're right. Thank you. And it'll go Grace. back to Matt. It, and I've got a clue for this one that can help you oh, nice. both. Nice. Maybe. Nice, Grace. Depending on how up to film you know, if I so win this quiz, we was... can move on and Adam can just win the quizzes next time rather than like <laughs> there we go. just dragging this out for the 17th week. <laughs> Great short question. Yeah. It wasn't a rock and roll or pop music record that spent the most weeks and number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1969. It was music dubbed Champagne Soul. Can you tell me who had a number one hit with the medley Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In? Now, my clue for this is that this song was at the end of the film 40-Year-Old Virgin. With Steve Carell. So, Aquarius, let the sun shine in. Aquarius. That's going to be sort of dead random. Bob Dylan. Incorrect. It's a group. We're looking for a group. (laughs) Oh, a group. Ah! We, We might give you a... The Beatles. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, this is just like, I'm pulling this out, but is it is the fifth dimension? Matt? Matthew, hey. Daniel, Courtney? Where'd you pull I that from? I don't really know. I, hey, you're on your wow. phone, you. I'm on my phone. Hang on. Sorry. Got to... <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yes, it was the fifth dimension. Wow. I'm not having this. I'm, I'm not having it. Champagne salt. Can I have another um, Elvis Presley song um, quiz, please? I don't have any. Matt, <laughs> your question. Yes. What are we playing up Who? to? Just because if we're going to five, this is going to be a long quiz. Is it first to three? Well, it's, it's yeah, it's two one now, isn't it? Let's yeah. do first to three. Okay. <laughs> Even uh, Grace wants it to be over. <laughs> Doesn't Matt. want a chance of winning. Who, <laughs> Who were Desmond Decker and the Aces? Singing about from the top of the UK charts this year. As what? If. I missed the question. Sorry. 
who were Desmond Decker and the Aces singing about from the top of the UK single charts this year. It's a group of people. There we go. Oh. Oh, this year, like 1969. Who were they singing about? Were they singing? Were they singing about? Republicans. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. No, they were not. Grace, who were they singing? Um, what country what, are they from, uh, please? I've got a different guess. Oh no. Um. I I think Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Oh no. Oh, Even oh that changes my answer. Republican. <laughs> <laughs> who were they singing about? They were singing about. Bob Marley. Mm, that is rogue. No. No. <laughs> You're singing about Israelites. Oh, oh. Wow. I wasn't going there either. <laughs> think about think about Rastafarian music, where they talk about Babylon and Zion. Uh, I, think that's where, I think that's where they were going with that. Uh, um, I didn't get that clue, just to... No. <laughs> yeah. uh, Grace? You're yeah. now? Yeah. Great. Can anyone get first of the ring? I, yeah. Sam, <laughs> if Grace doesn't get this, you will not. So, which oh. American session musician, later a solo artist, was credited George on the Harrison. label of the single Get Back by the Beatles? George Harrison. What? Is that what you're saying? Maybe not now. Can you say which, the question again? Which, yeah, which American oh. session musician which later became, who later became a solo artist in his own right, was credited on the record label of the single Get Back by the Beatles. You should watch the documentary. <laughs> we can pause if what? you want and you can watch can eight you hours. And then come tell back. me what he, was he a musician? Was he, how was he credited? Right, he w- Which American session musician? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just not listening to this guy. He wasn't cooking... Oh. The lunch, do you know what I mean? Taking the cups of tea. And he gets credited on Get Back. I've got no idea, Spectre. Don't know. Oh, bad guess then. Incorrect. Matt. I think it's Billy Preston. It is Billy Preston. Preston. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) It was a valiant effort. It was a valiant effort. By who? Um, Mm, And that means it's... (laughs) That means it's now 5-3 to Matt, which means Matt is yes. the overall winner of this edition. Waffix. Long edition. Waffix. Of cruising time. Not really, Grace. Not really. But it does mean now that Matt has to come up with the question. Can I say, it was fixed in your favour and you managed to boss yes. it up every week. So I look forward to running the quiz next week. Thank you. Come on. I'm quite excited. Me too. I wonder what exciting quiz ideas we can come up with. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. We are playing. Time. It's quizzing time. Thank you so much, Adam. No worries. Thank you guys for taking part. <laughs> so, do, would you like to know 
what next week's albums are. Please. Yes. It's a good one, you know. Um? We're going to listen to David Bowie. Oh. oh. <laughs> Stop it. The, it. the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the spiders I'm from not, Mars. I'm not listening. <laughs> You're having a week off. <laughs> I'm actually going to be ill next week. <laughs> It's okay, we're on Zoom, so you can zoom in. <laughs> uh, I'm going to compare it to I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs. Bye. Mm. So there we go. They're the two albums. Really exciting. I mean, some big stuff here. Some good albums mm. here. Mm. So we'll, uh, we'll give it a listen. Wow. Brilliant. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We've come to the end of Elvenilo. Episode 80. Oof. Guys, I thought I'd check how many episodes we have left. Go on. 40. Nice. <laughs> a strong 40. Because you Although, we started 20 behind, didn't we? We did. Oh, we yeah. Did. Although it's it's good to know that we are now octogenarians. What does wow. that mean? That is someone who is aged 18 above. Mm. An octogenarian. Wow. Could- is there a genarian for every... Decade, um, septuagenarian. I th- I think I think maybe there might be a different name for. It. As you know, we hold our Spanish heritage very tightly, <laughs> so I would like you to tell me what octogenarian yeah. is in. Yeah, septuagenarian is. Yeah, uh, guys, um, I'm Spanish. I mean, not I don't know whether not, this is Spanish. Spanish. I think it's Greek. Oh, Greek. Uh, well, the generian, I think. Well, kebab. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> kebab. That's Turkish. It doesn't even work. No <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you aren't subscribing already? Go grab a t-shirt on Teespring. Leave us a positive review if your app lets you do that. They're really helpful in helping people like you find a new podcast. Uh, and the best way to help the podcast is by telling your friends, spread the good news. Tell your friends, come and join in the convent on Instagram, on wherever uh, you find your podcast and listen along and go back. There's 80 of them, even more than 80 because we have bonus episodes too. Crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. And we will see you again soon. Mm. Bye.